Taking care of your employees' mental health pays dividends for everyone around them. You're listening to the Mental Health Download from the nonprofit Mental Health Association Oklahoma. I'm Matt Gleason. On today's episode, our friend Jane Mudgett returns to the podcast to interview Jackie Ramage about the role a company's human resources department plays in helping staff members deal with the anxiety and depression related to the pandemic and the state of this world. But before we get to that interview, I've invited Mental Health Association Oklahoma's super fantastic, awesome, super heroic HR person, Lindsay Whitworth, to talk to us about how Mental Health Association Oklahoma has really stepped up during this time of pandemic and emphasized the use of employment assistance programs. Those are EAPs and done some other fun things that have really done wonders for, honestly, my own personal mental health and the mental health of my colleagues. So, Lindsay, welcome to the Mental Health Download. Thank you so much for having me, Matt Gleason. Okay. So, Lindsay, I'm going to turn things over to you and you just tell me how has the association really helped our employees during this time of pandemic with their mental health? Sure. So, for the association, what we've really focused on is understanding that due to the incredible mental, emotional, heartfelt work that our employees do directly with our participants, that puts a strain on what's going on in their personal life as well. Because there's just so much going on right now, a lot of uncertainty about their own health, the health of their families. You know, it was very a difficult time for parents with kind of that are we going to still be in the classroom? What's summer going to look like? And still a lot of uncertainty about trying to make that leap towards, you know, blended learning or in person for their children. So, you know, what we really wanted to do was support them as much as we could in their personal life so that, you know, they felt equipped and they felt capable for all the, all the hurdles that they're facing this year. So one thing that was really important for us was at the start of the pandemic, you know, one thing that I really appreciated at the mental health that has always been this way at the association was Mental Health Association Oklahoma, make sure to prioritize mental health as being just as important as your physical health. So that's really something that we wanted to really emphasize with our employees. If they are having really struggling with their mental health, then that counts as something that they can use a paid sick day for. So that was something that we really wanted to make clear before the pandemic, but definitely to emphasize. And as well, we've got a lot of really great wellness programs. Like we have uh, virtual yoga sessions every Monday that our great instructor, Beth Ann, guides us through these wonderful yoga sessions that are provided to the Hardesty family. And we really have been appreciating those as well. We've had some great, great employees that are really stepping up to help as well. Because of course, since we can't uh, gather together in person like we, we would like to, it's a great way to maintain that sense of community and that sense of normalcy. So Jacob Beaumont has done a lot of great work with his guided meditation sessions, and he has such a lovely, soothing voice. So it's such a nice way to get to kind of relax and unwind and de-stress and center yourself. And of course, the, the biggest deal right now has really been what our employee assistance program can offer. One thing I really appreciate about Mental Health Association Oklahoma is we make sure that our employee assistance program is available to every single person who's employed with Mental Health Association Oklahoma. So, you know, you do not have to be on our medical plan, for example, to receive the services of our employee assistance program. 
And our employee assistance program provides up to six free counseling sessions per life event, which is really helpful because this year, oh my gosh, you know, everyone has been experiencing so much. So it's so nice that it's not like, oh, sorry, you've had your one catastrophe per year, (laughs) right? Because this year has been a lot. It's been an avalanche of emotion and stress. So it's really nice to know for all the things that are going on, it could be related to mental health. It could be related to caring for a family member. It could be related to, you know, personal recovery. It could be related to grief. There's so many things that employee assistance programs can cover. And it's nice to know that you're not just capped off, you know, because again, I I really do feel like this year has been memorable in in the worst sense for so many people. So I really appreciate that we have that support. And what's lovely about that too, is not only is it confidential, meaning that human resources doesn't know if you go, your supervisor doesn't know if you go, you know, that's totally private and for you. If you're wanting to continue beyond those six sessions, they will also refer you to in-network therapists. And since we value mental health just as much as physical health, that means that the cost for visiting a therapist is the same as you're deductible for a doctor's appointment for your physical health, which is really important. So I just really appreciate that we have that kind of support network. And of course, in the meantime, your HR team is also trying to bring some joy with our newsletter, which just to kind of remind our employees, right? <laughs> Who doesn't love a newsletter? At least I, I enjoy helping to make it with the rest of the HR team. But you know, our newsletter is also a good way just to remind employees of all the benefits they have, because Sometimes you're introduced to so many things at the very start of your employment that you can forget some of the benefits that you have as an employee. So our newsletter is a great way just to remind employees of their wellness and their wellness needs. For example, November is National Caretakers Month, and so many people are taking care of a family member and or an adult that also has a mental health diagnosis. So we've packed a lot of great resources. Mental Health America has the most amazing master list of resources and, you know, inventory checklists, you know, what to do if my loved one gets this kind of diagnosis, just everything you need. So it's nice to have that newsletter to remind employees of all the resources that are out there and that they're able to benefit from. Nice. Okay. So again, before we get to our interview with Jane and Jackie, uh, I want to leave our conversation with Lindsay by offering her words of wisdom for other HR professionals, no matter what company they may work for. Because HR department staff members really are essential for the mental health of an organization. And so, Lindsay, I want you to speak to those HR professionals and tell them about how important their role is, especially in relation to mental health during the pandemic. Sure. So my advice for any human resources team is that by prioritizing your employees' mental health, it really pays dividends. You know, happy employees who feel taken care of will want to stay at your organization. It will contribute to the overall healthiness of your work culture, the energy of your working environment. And employees deserve to have their needs taken care of and to have those needs met. So for companies that don't have an EAP program, I really recommend that they do. And one of my favorite soapboxes, of course, is to also have HR departments prioritize sick leave to apply for mental health as well. 
right? We shouldn't have employees feel bad and feel ashamed if they are not having a good mental health day. They should be able to take that time, take that paid time for themselves to get the care that they need so they can return to work renewed and energized. And it's going to pay dividends, not just for your company, but also for your clients. I mean, taking care of your employees' mental health pays dividends for everyone around them. Lindsay, thank you again for being here. Uh, You are awesome and I appreciate you so very much. So with that, let's get the conversation started. The mental health download starts now. Hi, I'm Jane Mudgett. I'm an executive coach, an author, and a presenter. And in my prior life, I was an HR professional for many, many years. And today we're going to talk about a couple of items that affect our employees every day. So we have a special guest, Jackie Ramage, who's with Brief Media. Hey, Jackie. Hi, Jane. How are you? I'm great. And Jackie is an HR professional and is dealing with things like employee needs every single day. But first, before we get started with the details, let's just talk a little bit about mental health and the team that we work with, the folks that we work with. So there was a recent article that came out. Actually, it came out in the Lancet Psychiatry, which was part of research done by uh, the Oxford University in Britain. And they found that about 20% of COVID patients are going to require some kind of mental health intervention from insomnia, depression, and anxiety. They're really, really having challenges. Now, we also know for the rest of us, we may also have those same feelings and then some, including feeling isolated and lonely. Then pandemic has had an impact on many of us. So how do company benefits come into play with all of that? Well, it comes into play with things like healthcare and mental health care and employee assistance programs. And that's where Jackie comes in. Jackie, when you started as an HR professional at your company, apparently one of the things you did was a benefits audit. Would you tell us a little more about that? Absolutely. That was one of the most critical things that I did when I first started at Brief Media. I sat down and looked over what we were offering to our employees as far as benefits, uh, the whole insurance package from a high view to determine what we had, what worked, and then what were some other options that we could include in for our employees. So um, one of the, the biggest things was health insurance. How many options did we have as far as HMO or PPO plans? And then also making sure that The health insurance had mental health clauses that included coverage and making sure that that was a part of the plan. Was that part of the plan originally? It was. And when I first started, it was about six years ago. Those plans have improved significantly in the last three to four years, I would say. I think that as, you know, especially this year, it's going to continue to be a huge focus um, another another topic with health insurance is the the telemedicine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This year has been huge. It's it before I know that we provide there is the teledoc through our Blue Cross Blue Shield health insurance, but right. we also have another teledoc provider that our employees, if they don't have our insurance, they're still eligible to partake in this program called wow. Healthy You. 
And Healthiest You is fast. It's very easily to access. You have direct communication with a nurse that provides you contact with a doctor. They can call in prescriptions within 10 to 15 minutes after you meet with them for your appointment. You meet with them on the phone or a video call. And we provide this as a supplemental to our insurance. Uh, it's $4.50, which is cheaper than your, your copay, which is what you're charged for with our insurance. Right. So, so quick question on that. Do you, does the company pick up the tab for that, for the employees to provide that coverage? Great question. That was something that the first year we rolled it out, yeah. our company provide, uh, covered that fee. Mm-hmm. And, and what we did at the end of the year was we pulled a utilization report and determined that going forward, there were other significant insurance opportunities that we would like to provide our team members. And one of those things was short-term disability. And um, we actually partnered with Headspace this mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. That um, We pay for all of our employees to have access to Headspace, which is a mindfulness and meditation app. And so we decided not to cover the the healthiest you, but I, I believe it's still being utilized quite frequently by employees. And like I said, the individuals who don't have our insurance are still eligible to utilize healthiest you for themselves and all of their dependents at home. So I don't want to miss the point on that. This is a, an extra benefit that you offer employees. The first year you offered it complimentary to them. After that, they could select this during open enrollment to be part of Healthiest You, and that's having access to telemedicine, which they may not have had if they weren't in the regular employee benefit healthcare program. I mean, that's unbelievable. And that's really, really inexpensive. Absolutely. And then the second part is showing how progressive you are, frankly, of offering a headspace option, which is how many people start learning more about meditation and mindfulness is that quieting your mind through guided meditation. And wow, that's, that's really stepping out. What kind of feedback have you gotten from employees about Headspace? So we actually rolled that out pre-COVID. So wow. in January of this year, I had heard about um, the Headspace for businesses through uh, social media, I follow Sarah Blakely. She's the yeah. CEO and founder of Spanx. And that was one of the, the benefits that she was providing to her team members for mental wellness. And, right. you know, I looked into it. I contacted someone from their business side. And the price is so, it's so insignificant in an overall benefit cost right. for the employer but out of pocket, it can be $20, $30 a month for the employee. Right. So that's something that I've also learned through improving our overall benefit packages is that even if we offer it to our employees at a voluntary option, as a voluntary option, right, right. the price through an employer is going to be significantly less than if the individual went out on their own and tried to purchase that. And, right. and that's something with this year, we have AFLAC, which is life, uh, pardon me, which is 
uh, accidental critical illness and hospital coverage. Mm -hmm. It is a supplemental insurance. It's not actual health insurance, but that going through our company, it actually locks in that rate as well. So even if it's portable, so if you leave our company, you still have access to the rate that you, when you signed up, it could be. So significant savings there. Tripanion pet insurance is another big one. And my organization is a leading veterinarian media company. And we Uh create we create tools for veterinarians and serve over 250,000 veterinary professionals worldwide. So when I realized we didn't have pet insurance, I said, that's something that our company definitely needs. And just last week we had testimony from an employee who the insurance saved her about $4,000. Wow. She is a veterinarian and said that, going through her own personal plan cost her significantly more than going through the, the company's plan. So wow. even if the company cannot uh, include in the budget to pay for the, the employee's copay, right. just, just offering it as right. a, uh, a way to do payroll deductions, it can save your, your individual significantly out of pocket. Well, and you know, pets are a part of most families and that, you know, it's part of their mental health too. And granted, we're talking about all kinds of coverage for insurance coverage for employees from which to choose, but that often has an element of tremendous comfort to know that their, their extended family members, their pets. Wow. Jackie, that's really innovative. Yeah. Now tell me about your EAP program because you had one when you got started and then you bumped that up too, right? And that's the employee, that's the employee assistance program. That's what that is. So the insurance that we had when I first joined had a program that was built in and I ran a utilization report and it was at zero. So whether or not employees knew about it or just didn't have the training and the, the information shared with them ahead of time. That's possible. When I started, they didn't have an HR department or an HR leader. Mm-hmm. So, so one of the things I did was when we switched to Blue Cross Blue Shield, I said, you know, we need to make sure we have a, an EAP program that provides not only the needs for employees to have, but also it's so important to have marketing that you can share with your employees in regards to the EAP program. Mm-hmm. And that's something that we've partnered with Magellan and we've been using their services for a little over two, two years now. And one of the, the most important things I've found and found most useful is they have monthly newsletters mm-hmm. within their newsletters. They provide, um, images they have you know it's creative there are webinars there are different activities and resources that are so critical to encourage engagement in the program and i i did run a report prior to this this call and last year we had an eight percent utilization rate of our eap program and so far this year it is up to over 15 percent 
So well, I mean, right there, you're looking at doubling that and remind us who Magellan is. You made a comment there that you partner with Magellan. So Magellan is our EAP provider. Provider. Okay. So your, your EAP provider is Magellan and they provide you with marketing as well, including the newsletter. Now, can you personalize the newsletter or it's still Magellan's newsletter? So what's great is they, every month they send me towards the end of the month. And then I send it out on the first of the month to our employees. I include a little snippet at top reminding Magellan is our EAP provider and they offer great resources and webinars and they call it their bulletin and Mm -hmm. they've marketed it as momentum. And so they have, you know, when we were in the office, I would actually each month print out their, their creative. So yeah, they, they focus on different topics each month. So for example, September of this year was the caregiver well-being. Um, uh-huh. Okay. I know in May it's mental health awareness day. And that's another thing that we focus on. And when we were in the office, I would actually print out these flyers and post them around the office. So again, the more you see it and the right. more you hear about it, I feel like that's going to increase your overall engagement because you can have a program, but if your team members don't know it exists and don't know that they can have up to three free counseling services, that it's completely confidential and it's anonymous. And not only can they utilize it, but anyone in their house can utilize it. That's something that you know, it's just awareness and sharing that information has been one of my top goals this year, especially this year mm-hmm. um, with with COVID and the global pandemic. And, right. and like you said, the isolation, the loneliness, the things that happen when we started quarantining and yes. just social distancing requires right. less human interaction. And so right. um, I, I've been very impressed with their program. And they even in the summer reissued their supervisor program guide to focus on a post COVID work environment. Okay. So tips and and tools. Yeah. To stay a part of your employees wellness plan when you're not face to face with them. How How do you handle an individual if you're only seeing them on Zoom or by email or Slack. So just making sure that there's still that connection. Well, and that really means paying attention to things like tone of voice and body language. And uh, I read an article the other day where a leader said, I, I now don't ask people, how are you? I ask people, how are you really? Just adding one word. Absolutely. I want to spend a moment on leadership for just a second, because as an executive coach myself, I usually commend leaders for letting their teams be empowered and and getting things done like the like the benefits. And I think on occasion, it's really worth it for the leader to be a little bit more curious and involved with the benefits policies. Um, because most of them can't be changed except for once a year. 
Right. And I'll get to that in a minute. But how have you gotten your leadership team involved with things that they may normally just delegate to you as their HR uh, professional, their contact? It's a great question. And I, I feel like the team, it's still a learning process and there are those struggles and they still reach out to me directly and, and, and look for advice and, and how to manage during this challenging time. And one of the most important things I think is just opening up to supervisors and allowing them the, giving them permission to have these conversations with their employees. I think in the past, some of our, our leaders might've been uncomfortable, maybe felt like they were overstepping if they got too involved in the personal lives of their employees, but just making sure that you have to be able to build a, a trusting and um, an open rapport with your direct reports with your team members, because, you know, if you think about it, if your team member broke their arm, you would, you know, without a, without a, without a doubt, you know, say, how are you doing? How's your arm feeling? And, you know, ask for updates and make sure they're doing okay. Right. And you have to be able to do that with mental health as well. Right. That, that understanding that physical health is, is critical, but mental health, like I said, more than ever needs to be seen as an equal. And there's been this stigma around talking about mental health in the workplace. And I've just tried to create a culture that is open and discusses mental health and shares the different, you know, EAP resources so regularly that I've tried to tell my supervisors that if you don't have that rapport with your team member or say they're just more private, right. To build that foundation with them to, you know, it's not going to be overnight that you can, they might open up, but just learning to ask some more personal questions. Don't start your, your one-on-one with, all right. So on that deadline that you're working on, start with more, you know, how are you doing? Right. Really? Really? (laughs) Exactly. Or ask them what they did over the weekend, you know, slowly, Really incorporate that type of language into your everyday or once a week conversations and, and get to know them as a person. And it'll open the door to having significant conversations where you don't feel like you're overstepping. I, well, you know, you're, you're talking my language because as somebody who does coaching frequently, what you're creating is a coaching environment. You are modeling that behavior right there. And I really commend you for that because it sounds like it's had an impact. Um, So coming back around to the benefit itself, I wanted to go back to the EAP program for a minute, the employee assistance program, because one of the things I didn't pick up on uh, earlier is that most benefits can only be updated annually, but an EAP program can often be updated during the course of the year. Isn't that what you found, Jackie? T- and tell us more about that. That is a great question. I know that with our plan, we haven't had to make any amendments, but again, just having a good relationship, even with your your insurance brokers or the individual who sends me the updates from our right. program, 
I'm constantly having a conversation with her, learning, asking questions, looking for more resources. She went ahead and provided me the, the updated supervisor guide, just making sure that if that is something, if your EAP program lacks in the number of number of participants correct or if it lacks in so right now like at my company we have three that three private therapy sessions that you could have right so if that's something that say your organization through your eap program only offered one that's when i feel like you could look into that and whether or not that's something you can change in the middle of the year which you need approval from your from your finance department or budget for for next year I think that's a great opportunity to just, you know, get to know the the customer support from the EAP program. And, you know, you can always ask for more information and and ways to expand your plans because they work with several different organizations. Let's wrap up with the final item, Jackie, and that is this idea that you have to market to employees and, you know, in some companies, we just call that employee communication. Is there anything else that you would like to say about keeping that top of mind awareness that, that you've learned over the years? So one thing that I think is critical is that as the, I'm the, I'm an HR department of one. So I am the individual that is in benefits on a regular basis. I am, you know, helping individuals, answering questions. I'm not subject matter expert. And if you think about it, our team members, maybe once a year, other than when they first join the company, are they exposed to your benefits, to the process, to the lingo, even just, you know, the co-pays or deductible. There's certain things that individuals hear about. And unless, you know, they've actually had experience with insurance, it's not something that they're going to think about that often. Not like yeah. the HR right. team. Right. So, and same thing with their work, you know, our team, we have editors, we have sales team members and their lingo, I might not be very familiar with. So just as an HR provider, sorry, as an HR professional, keep in mind, have patience and do your best to encourage engagement in the benefits. Because again, if they only hear about it at open enrollment, if they only hear about it during new hire, then they're, it's out of sight, out of mind. So that's another reason why when we were in the office, I'd print out those signs and and blast them everywhere. And why I send those regular monthly emails, the newsletters, because I think there's some saying that it takes, I don't know, seven or 17 times to hear something or see something before you remember it. So as the HR professional and as that subject matter expert on all things benefits, insurance and the programs that you offer your employees. If you don't remind them, if you don't share that, you know, and I called it marketing material because it's, these organizations today have excellent, excellent things that are, you know, creative and interactive. And the more you're able to share that with your employees, the more likely they will remember it. So if they find themselves in a time of need, or even just, you know, like our Headspace app. The other day, I 
we have a weekly company call and I decided to tell everybody that one of my newest things is listening to their sleep music. And I, I went into detail about what it is and, and how amazing it is. And mm-hmm. so many people that said, I didn't know that it offered sleep options. And so yeah. just reminding your team members and being comfortable and open about mental, what I, I like to call it mental wellness, right. because just like your health for your physical well-being mental wellness is the practice of doing the things that day in and day out to keep yourself and your mind healthy and taking care of your, your body and your, and your health. Well, I I'm with you 100%. And I I don't see a delineation. Uh, In fact, I've been known to say your body ain't squat without a brain. And I don't know why we just don't call it health. Why we separate what, our head from our body. Maybe we'll uh, get there. I, I hope so. And I have direction. Yeah. And it may take this, the fact that we're sharing our needs more as far as our own mental health needs. And we're seeing some statistics that that will slowly, but surely remove the stigma when it comes to challenges that we've had because of a pandemic, because of changing work environments, because of changing social interactions, Uh, Jackie, you have done a great job as an HR professional at Brief Media, and you have validated a number of things that I've heard and discussed as a leadership coach, and I really appreciate that. Do you have any final words of wisdom you'd like to share before we wrap up? Goodness, Jane, I feel like I could talk forever about, about this. I do have a couple of reminders of different ways to cope especially during COVID. And these were things that we talked a lot about in November during, um, during the political season, the height of the political season. So just remember, limit your information intake. If you are a social media, you know, butterfly, or if you enjoy being online and reading the news, make sure you're limiting your intake because that's a really easy way to get overwhelmed. Stay connected with other people, um, whether it's through social media or phone calls or, you know, people can become isolated during this time. And so texting, video calls, uh, maintaining routines. I created a new routine now that my company, we're still working from home. I found a great community gym that I've joined and... I'm able to go work out before work because I don't have to drive to the office anymore. So finding lifestyle changes and maintaining a routine. And last but not least, taking care of your body, eating the right food, drinking a lot of water, getting enough sleep. These are all things that overall will really help cope with um, whether it's the political unrest or economic uncertainties and just overall the pandemic that is likely to continue um, in the United States for an unknown amount of time. So those are my my tips. I think that's great. And we can add racial justice and social justice to that as well. There's, there's, a, there's a lot of uh, uh, vibrations going on in the universe and that's your right. coping skills were right on the money. And I'm just going to recap those. Limit information intake, stay connected with other people, maintain a routine and take care of your brain and your body. 
Thanks so much, Jackie. I really appreciate it. And uh, I, I think that this mental health download is going to help so many people. I appreciate you reaching out and being a part of the fun today. Thank you.